What's up fam? Today we are back with another options trading strategy video where I document my thoughts and trades utilizing the wheel strategy. If you want to learn more about the wheel strategy, I've made a series of tutorial videos where I dig deep into each part of the strategy. I will link them below so you can check them out. Today, I want to talk to you about technical analysis and how I use it when I'm trading options using the wheel. Then after I talk about the indicators I use, I will give a real life example of how you can actually use them. Also, this is a good time to mention that if you enjoy these videos, please consider subscribing to my channel. I really enjoy making these videos and it would mean a lot to me. It also helps me out a ton to know that people are finding these videos helpful and enjoyable to watch. Alright, let's get to it. Let's start off with what exactly technical analysis is. According to Investopedia, technical analysis is a way to evaluate investments and identify trading opportunities by analyzing statistical trends gathered from trading activity, such as price movement and volume. Hmm, so what does this mean? Well, in simple terms, it means that you take what is happening right now or what has happened in the past to make an educated guess at what will happen to the stock prices next. This isn't the same as fundamental analysis, what Warren Buffett does where we look at a company's financial situation, business plan, its CEO. Let's not confuse this with a cause and effect situation. Technical analysis does not tell you what will happen in the future. It's true that history tends to repeat itself. That is why we use technical analysis, but that does not mean that it has to repeat itself. You cannot control the news of a company, nor can you expect to predict the price action every time. I just want to say this again. Just because history tends to repeat itself, that does not mean it has to. Got it? Good. Let's move on. Alright, so now that we have a basic understanding of the idea behind technical analysis, let's dive into what technical indicators I use on a daily basis to help me determine my options trades. With that being said, on to the indicators. The four indicators that I use are the support and resistance lines, RSI, MACD, and moving averages. Before I go in depth on any of these, I want you to remember that these technical indicators are always describing past price action. Did you hear that? Say it again for those in the back! These indicators are always displaying past price action. This means that they don't describe future price action. They're just different ways of looking at how the stock's price has moved in the past. So now that we know technical indicators don't tell the future, they only tell us what has happened in the past. We can jump right into the first indicator. Support and resistance lines. Support and resistance lines are lines that you draw on a stock's chart on areas of price consolidation, or in simpler words, the spots where the price tends to hang out for a while or change direction. Let's look at a chart of AMD. Over the last few weeks, you can see that AMD likes to trade between $59 and $49. We can clearly see that there is a support at $49 because in the past when the price has been near $49, this is where the buyers enter. Therefore, it is called a support because the price tends to not go lower than $49. There is clearly a resistance at $59 because if we look at past price movement, you can see the price runs up to $59 and it looks like this is where the sellers enter, causing the price of the stock to stop moving up. Thus, this is why it's called a resistance. So now how can I use support and resistance lines to trade options? Well, if we are using the wheel strategy, we can sell our put contracts at or below the support line because we know that in the past, the trades tend to not go lower than it. If we already own 100 shares of a stock, we can sell our call at or above the resistance line because we know in the past, the price tends to not go above the resistance. 
When a stock price starts moving up from a support, that is a short-term bullish signal. When a stock price starts moving down from a resistance, that is a short-term bearish signal. These signals should not be solely used as investment decisions. They can certainly help you come to your decision of whether to enter the trade now or when to hold off. Now let's take a look at the RSI, also known as the Relative Strength Index. I'm sure you've heard that either a specific company or the stock market overall is overbought or oversold. Well, when they say overbought or oversold, the indicator they are using to determine that is 9 times out of 10, the RSI indicator. So what exactly is the Relative Strength Index? Well, according to Investopedia, the RSI is a momentum indicator used in technical analysis that measures the magnitude of recent price changes to evaluate overbought or oversold conditions in the price of a stock or other asset. But what exactly is it and how can we use it? Well, let's take a look at an old chart of Visa. This line chart at the bottom of the image is the RSI. You will notice that above 70 is considered overbought and below 30 is considered oversold. So you can think of overbought as the point where demand typically runs out and the sellers take control driving the price down with profit taking. And you can think of oversold as the point where supply is abundant and where the buyers typically come back in and take control driving the price right back up. As you can see on the chart, the direction of the RSI is very similar to the direction of the price. That is because the RSI is a representation of the past price action. So it literally is a depiction of how the price is moving. The RSI is bullish when the slope of the line is pointing up, which means the RSI is bearish when it is pointing down. The RSI turns bullish to bearish typically when going in overbought territory. So something to think about when selling options is, if the price is currently overbought, then it is likely to have a small pullback. If you own 100 shares of a company, that means you can sell your covered call closer to at the money in anticipation of that stock pulling back. If you are selling a cash covered put and the price is overbought, you want to sell at a strike price slightly more out of the money for less premium in anticipation of the stock pulling back. If the price is currently oversold, then it is likely to have a reversal and begin to recover. If you own 100 shares of a company, that means you would want to sell your covered call slightly further out of the money for less premium to avoid assignment. If you are selling cash covered puts and the price is oversold, this is a good indicator that you can collect a little bit more premium by selling closer to at the money in anticipation of the reversal and recovery of the stock price. This by all means is not a comprehensive mathematical explanation of the relative strength index, but is essentially how I use it to determine my entry and exit points when selling options or trading shares. Now to the MACD, aka Moving Average Convergence Divergence. The MACD is a trend following momentum indicator that shows the relationship between two moving averages of a securities price. The MACD is calculated by subtracting the 26 day EMA from the 12 EMA. MACD is often displayed with a histogram which graphs the distance between the MACD and its signal line. Traders use the MACD's histogram to identify when the bullish or bearish momentum is high. How I like to use the MACD is very simple. If you take a look at the MACD chart, you will notice that there are two lines and in the background there is a green and red histogram. When the blue line, aka the signal line, crosses the yellow MACD line, that is bullish. When the yellow MACD line crosses the blue signal line, that is bearish. You will notice whenever the blue signal line crosses the yellow MACD line, the histogram in the background is green and typically the price on the chart is moving up. When the yellow MACD line crosses the blue signal line, the histogram turns red and the price on the chart is typically moving down. 
Now, how do you use this when trading the wheel? Well, if you are selling puts, depending on if the MACD is bullish or bearish, should tell you how far away from the current market price you should sell your contract. If you have a bullish crossover, that is okay to sell your put closer to the money. If you have a bearish crossover, that is a signal that you should sell your put further out of the money. Same goes for selling covered calls. If there is a bullish cross, sell your calls further out of the money. If there is a bearish cross, sell your calls closer to the money. <coughs> Drum roll, please. At the final indicator, and perhaps the simplest, are moving averages. Personally, I like to have two simple move moving averages on my charts. If you like the charts that I use, I have a link in the description of the video to where you can download the same charts. Personally, I like two simple moving averages on my charts. I know many people like to use the exponential moving average, but I find that you can see patterns better with the slower moving simple moving average. The exponential moving averages are just a bit too jerky for me. So what moving averages do I like? Well, first, I always have a green 180 day moving average on my chart. This helps me gauge the general direction of the price. Is it trending up, down, or sideways? Then the further away the price is from the 180 day moving average tells me how fast or slow it's growing or falling. If the price is above the 180 day SMA, that is a bullish signal for me and that means for selling puts I should sell closer to the money and if I'm selling calls I should sell further out of the money. If the price is below the 180 day SMA, that means the price is trending down and I should sell puts farther out of the money to avoid assignment and sell my calls closer to the money because the odds are the price is going to continue to move down. If the price is at the 180 day SMA, that doesn't help us much and there may be some uncertainty in the price direction. Which brings us to our other moving average, the blue 9 day SMA. This line helps us determine short-term price action and directional confirmation. If the price is above the 9-day SMA, that means that there is confirmation of an upward price movement. While if the price is below the 9-day SMA, that is validation that the price is about to move downward. Alright, take a look at this chart of AMD from July 20th, 2020. AMD is trading at about $56. Let's start off with support and resistance lines. I see a resistance right at about $59 and a support at $49. Based solely on support and resistance, I would say that this is still bullish price because it is moving up and we aren't quite at the $59 resistance. Next, let's examine the RSI. The RSI is at 65, which is pretty high and getting into overbought territory, but it is still pointing up. I would still be bullish here even though it is almost overbought. If you look back at previous RSI trends, you can see that AMD has a history of going from oversold to overbought to oversold consistently. So I would expect it to continue the trend. Now let's look at the MACD. The MACD had a recent bullish cross of the signal line over the MACD line. This is the third bullish sentiment in a row. And finally, let's look at moving averages. The price is both above the directional green 180 day SMA line and the blue confirmation 9 day SMA line which are both bullish signals. So far, we have bullish price action below the resistance line, bullish RSI, bullish MACD cross, and we are above the two SMA lines. So that means if the current price is $56, I would be happy selling a cash covered put at the money for high premium with the anticipation the price continues to move higher. As for selling covered calls, that is a different story. Since the overall sentiment is bullish, we need to sell the call far out of the money to avoid an assignment. 
Ideally, we would want to sell above our $59 resistance line and probably go with something more like $60 strike or the $61 strike. This gives you slightly less premium, but allows for upward price movement and more capital gains if you do happen to get assigned even further out of the money while trying to limit the risk of, of assignment. Alright team, that's about it. If you enjoyed the video, smash the like button and subscribe to my channel for more. Make sure to check out the other options trading strategy videos and also my options trading series where I showcase actual trades I make. See you in the next one. Peace.